You're listening to the Wolf Street Report. I'm Wolf Richter at wolfstreet.com, where I tell the stories behind business, finance, and money. It's Sunday, October 16, 2022. For some of us on the West Coast, it may still be Saturday night as I'm recording this. Over the past three weeks or so, we had some spectacular chaos in the United Kingdom's bond market that then threatened to topple big pension funds, that then threatened to spread the damage further into the financial system. In the process, the British pound got hammered to record lows against the US dollar. This was triggered by the brand new government's announcement in uh, of the biggest tax cuts since the 1970s, tax cuts for the rich and for corporations, and some extra spending, all of which would have to be funded by selling even more new bonds into a bond market that is already getting eaten alive by 10% inflation combined with way too low interest rates and by a government that is already over-indebted just as economic growth is stalling. And that's when we saw for the first time in many, many years the bond vigilantes. The bond vigilantes can be brutal and and they can be fast moving and they can come out of nowhere and suddenly they're here and chaos ensues and bond prices plunge and yields spike and liquidity vanishes to the point that it threatens the functioning of the bond market and therefore the functioning of the economy and it forces politicians and governments to change policies. Bond vigilantes can intimidate anyone. Because in an economy that runs to a large extent on debts, when the cost of these huge debts spike and when liquidity in the bond market disappears, all heck breaks loose and scary stuff can happen. And so when the bond vigilantes come to town, it can get wild. Bond vigilantes came out of the 1970s and and 1980s in the United States when uh, bondholders were clobbered half to death by waves of ever worse inflation. And when inflation finally began to subside in 1983, bondholders remained leery and unwilling to believe after the misery they'd been through that inflation would not return. And they were leery of the ballooning government deficits that uh, they would have to fund. And and so U.S. Treasury yields remained high and came down only slowly and then suddenly surged again to the greatest frustration of the Reagan, Bush, and Clinton administrations. Deficits don't matter until the bond which is right into town. But central bank money printing and interest rate repression since the financial crisis had done away with the bond vigilantes. It, it's like they were taking out the back and shot by uh, central banks and relatively low inflation rates at the time made that possible. Now everything has changed. Inflation is raging. Central banks are tightening and are hiking rates to combat inflation, but economic growth is stalling and central banks have to keep tightening despite stalling growth because inflation is raging and the bond market has been taking big losses as, as uh, interest rates are spiking and uh, bond prices are falling. And so this is not the kind of environment to spook bond markets with reckless fiscal policies. What happened in the UK was the first reappearance from the dead of the bond vigilantes in maybe decades and they fought their first battle and they won and after they won they're sticking around and and they're not going away. This sent shockwaves into the rest of the world and bond yields have jumped all around. 
Bond vigilantes is a figure of speech. They're, they're big institutional investors that buy government bonds, sometimes with a, with a lot of leverage and via complicated derivatives and their insurance companies and pension funds and bond funds and hedge funds and, and uh, even individual investors. And when they get tired of being beaten up by raging inflation, reckless fiscal policies and, and, and artificially low interest rates, they refuse to buy bonds. And uh, some are selling bonds. And so buyers vanish and new buyers have to be lured into the market with higher yields and lower prices or else no one is buying. And, and this is pushing up interest rates further and is pushing down bond prices further. And, and so these bond vigilantes are imposing high costs of borrowing as punishment. What happened in the uh, UK was this. A few weeks ago, with inflation already at uh, 10%, a new government tried to put its stamp on the economy. It came up with a stimulus plan of tax cuts and subsidies that would fire up uh, uh, inflation even more and at the same time would increase the need by the government to borrow large amounts. The new government announced a package of big tax cuts essentially for the rich and it would scrap the top income tax rate and it, it would cancel on increase in corporate taxes. And uh, these tax cuts would be accompanied by a surge in spending on, on energy subsidies for businesses and, and households. When inflation is already spiraling out of control, cutting taxes and, and uh, throwing subsidies out there uh, that combined would trigger a huge burst in borrowing is exactly the wrong prescription to get inflation out of control. And the UK bond market had conniptions. Bondholders get eaten alive by inflation because inflation eats the purchasing power of those bonds and, uh, and the interest rate, the, the yield of those bonds isn't nearly enough to compensate the, the bondholders for the, the loss of purchasing power. So already when the new government came to power on a platform of tax cuts and increasing uh, increased spending, the, the bond market started acting up. And uh, then when they made the announcement in late September, the bond market went haywire. Back in mid-August, the 10-year yield of UK government bonds, GILTS as they're called, was still around 2%. By September 26, six weeks later, they spiked to 4.5%, which is a huge jump in a very short time. It did that initially because the bond vigilante stepped away from the market and didn't buy or even sold the holdings into the market. And then the secondary effect set in and, and, and the, the spiking yields caused a group of large pension funds to get in trouble with their so-called liability-driven investment strategy, so the, the LDI, and which is a leveraged system of derivatives that were, uh, that were using long-dated government bonds as, as collateral. When yields of those long-dated government bonds spiked, as prices plunged, these pension funds got margin calls from the very investment banks that had sold them those LDI strategies. And so the pension funds started dumping bonds and other assets too and to meet those margin calls. And because they were dumping bonds when the bond vigilantes had already stepped away from the market, the UK government bond market essentially fell into a panic. To calm the waters, the, the Bank of England stepped in with a temporary bond buying program uh, but has bought much smaller amounts than it had indicated. and It's caught between this crisis and inflation that is raging at 10%, so it kept 
uh, its market interventions much smaller than announced, and, and they ended on Friday. Uh, the Bank of England said that uh, in their upcoming November meeting, they would hike interest rates and re-kick off quantitative tightening that had been delayed because of the crisis. Their number one issue is 10% inflation. And to further calm the waters, Finance Minister Kwasi Kwarteng, the co-architect of the new policies and longtime ally of Prime Minister Liz Truss, announced that he'd shelved the plan to cut the top tax rate. But the turmoil and backlash persisted. And on Friday, so that was October 14, Prime Minister Truss sacked Kwarteng. And so here's the fall guy. His sacking prepared the way for her U-turn on tax cuts. And, and the new guy to replace Quartang is Jeremy Hunt, so a former foreign secretary who's seen as, as calm and, and reassuring to the markets. And so Hunt came out and scrapped Tress's tax-cutting plan uh, right there on BBC on Saturday when he told the BBC that some taxes uh, would not be cut as quickly as people want and some taxes would have to go up. And he said he would move to limit spending he said that Truss had made mistakes in her plan to cut taxes and increase uh, borrowing to fund those tax cuts. The U-turn happened because the all-important bond market went into a revolt against government policies that promoted even more debt and more inflation at bondholders' expense. And uh, this was the first battle that the bond vigilantes fought in many, many years, and they won. And uh, this sent shockwaves through the global market, and it put other governments on notice. The bond market is hugely important for over-indebted countries and companies. It's hugely important for the United States. The Federal Reserve is tangled up in the worst bout of inflation in 40 years, and and they've got to bring this inflation under control by hiking rates and and, uh, reducing the balance sheet through quantitative tightening despite economic growth that is essentially stalling. But interest rates on Treasury securities, though they've now jumped over 4% across most maturities, are still woefully low, with inflation at over 8%, which is twice that rate. And and bondholders are getting eaten alive by this inflation. The bond market is in a very sour mood in this environment of high inflation, low economic growth, sky-high government debt and corporate debt, and still very low interest rates that are across the board far below the rate of inflation. These are insidious times for bondholders that have come to rely on the Fed put via quantitative easing and rate cuts to halt market drops. And the Fed cannot step in and restart QE and cut interest rates because it would unleash a huge amount of inflation on top of the already raging inflation and it would just blow up everything. The Fed put is out the window for the stock market too. When inflation is raging, there cannot be a Fed put and markets have to find their way through this on their own. And what happened in the UK shows just how powerful the bond market can be when it is getting abused by raging inflation, artificially low interest rates, and reckless government policies. The bond vigilantes might re-emerge in the US too, finally, and and rattle some nerves and threaten to impose some much-needed discipline on the uh, reckless spending practices of Congress that have gone haywire over the past many years of ultra-low interest rates. Deficits really don't matter until raging inflation brings out the bond vigilantes.
I'm Wolf Richter at WolfStreet.com, where I tell the stories behind business, finance, and money. Thank you for listening to the Wolf Street Report.